The Capital Weekly Podcast is supported by TASSEN, the Tribal Alliance of Sovereign Indian Nations. Greetings and welcome to Capital Weekly's weekly podcast. I'm John Howard, the editor of Capital Weekly. At the controls is Tim Foster, also of Capital Weekly. And we've got three guests today, which is a record for the Capital Weekly podcast. Joe Kamisha, formerly of the Capital Work in the Building, uh, now at, a partner now of Advocacy.Marketing. Uh, Kyle Cassano, managing partner in Advocacy.Marketing. And Todd Wilkinson, a consultant for, you guessed it, advocacy.marketing. And here's why we're doing the show today. We've just uh, been talking the last few weeks and the last show and the show before that as well about the accuracy of polling or the lack of accuracy of polling that we've seen in some of the presidential contests, especially in the caucuses, I think, more than the primaries. All you guys might want to talk about that. But but you had an email and you said, hey, when polling doesn't work, there are other tools out there we can use to figure out what's going on. And so that's what I wanted to chat with you about. What If you don't have polling, what, what can you use? Uh, a variety of new tools. First off, thanks very much for having us on today. We appreciate it. Uh, we've got a firm that's about two years old and we specialize in digital marketing. Um, but as we look at candidates, you know, running for office is likely the most important thing a candidate will ever do with his or her life. It's how they're going to be defined after the election win or lose, and it's likely how they're going to be remembered. So they take it very seriously. And in the past, they wanted to check every step of the way in a campaign to see how they were doing, and they did that by polling. And polling, by and large, when we have virtual landlines in everybody's home, worked pretty well. But those days are over. There have been some glaring mistakes made and some confusion recently a variety of campaigns that have led to completely the wrong results. I guess the most notable being the Kentucky governor's race, in which the Republican, virtually everybody thought this guy was going to lose by seven points, and it turned out on election day, he won by nine. Um, so polling is not as reliable as it once was. I mean, there are examples, you know, you go back two years ago to the assembly races, in which the assembly Democrats lost almost every seat they had thought they were going to win. Um, not a good cycle for them, and they had run into election days. They were feeling pretty well about themselves. Uh, well, if you use a phone, I mean, if you use a phone to make calls uh, using a landline, or you use a phone to make calls using your cell phone, and I know a lot of people now that don't even have landlines anymore. But, I'm one of them. So I'm wondering, <laughs> wouldn't I, I mean, for polling, or for purposes of a survey, wouldn't I be giving the same answers to someone, if I get a call on my cell or I get it on my landline, I mean, that's not the distinction here you make. There's some other thing going on. Well, that's part of the distinction, and part of that distinction is that my daughter's a good example who moved from Los Angeles to uh, Dallas and kept her 310 area code. So she's getting calls now about elections in Los Angeles, and she doesn't live there anymore. No clue who the candidates are. Um, so that's part of the problem that polling is facing. But there's some online tools that we think that pollsters at least uh, there, there's some good ones back east at the beginning to catch this, are using in conjunction with uh, traditional polling in order to make sure that the results are more predictable. Uh, Todd, well, you, uh, you know, you're consulting on these issues. What, uh, what do you tell people about the accuracy of polling and how can you improve your candidates or some other way we should be going completely? You know, I, I, I like the last part that you're asking because I, 
I wonder if in an age of uh, digital communication and advertising, if polling really makes a lot of sense anymore. Because, yeah. you know, polling is latent, right? I mean, we, we live now in a, in a, in a, in a world that is, that is immediate. And we're, we're using old tools to ask people about how they felt in the past. And when we've got the ability to, to know how they're feeling right now, and in effect, how they're, how they're, what they're thinking about, the things that they're interested in. And we have those tools in, in digital. You know, my, my, my own specialty is uh, search advertising. So I, I work a lot on the Google side, for example, when you see, um, when you see those ads, uh, when you do a Google search, right? You, you do a Google search and you, you've got some results. Some of those are ads, some of those are there organically. And Kyle can speak to the organic part. But um, on the, the, the ones that are there as ads, the thing that you have to remember is people, when, when people are formulating ideas now, um, they, they, you know, in, in the old days, you, you, you turn to your family, you turn to your friends. Now you've got, you've got access to a much larger world. And whether it's through Facebook or whether it's through uh, the internet, you've got access to a lot more um, uh, ideas and uh, you, can, you can get those ideas immediately. So, um, so is this the kind of thing like when I, like, um, I look for a product to order from Amazon and I've been searching, you know, I find a particular product and then that, that product or similar product starts popping up in my email, starts popping up yeah. on websites, you know, it's because somebody, because I guess Amazon, I guess, you know, recorded what I was looking for. I went to those sites and they recorded what I was looking for and everybody's talking to everybody else. Yeah. Well, so, so the interesting thing is, as an advertiser, uh, we, we have that data, right? And so the interesting thing about polling is you, you're, you're trying to bring some data out of the abyss, where with digital, we have all the data right in front of us. So um, the idea that you would get on the phone and, and dial a number and wait to speak to somebody who's busy doing something else, it, it seems so archaic and, 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 in fact, a bit ridiculous, when, in fact, you, you have all this kind of data about, about voter intent, about purchaser intent, about... Uh, people's interests right at your fingertips. Can, can campaigns, uh, I don't know, Kyle, maybe some, you're aware, but can campaigns buy or get access to my retail, to my shopping data, and then use that to draw a profile about me? I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to understand if you have a lot of information online, not polling data, but a lot of information, how that translates into, say, my political preferences, or can you do that? You know, you can, you can buy data, um, or you can do an ad buy and spend money and acquire data when people engage with your content online, so your advertising. Say, say yeah. somebody clicks on a banner ad, or somebody clicks on, uh, or somebody performs a search and then clicks on your search ad. What we know about that person is um, the location, we know some interests, we know some age, and then that's our data. Um, whether or not we want to sell that data, you know, we might be limited in some respect to do so, but um, if the client is paying us to advertise on their behalf, that data is essentially their data. Okay. And then we can use that data um, and put together kind of a profile so we can say, you know, um, uh, voters in, uh, you know, people in Kern County um, are interested in these ads right here, but we know that others in Ventura County might be interested in this right here. So the message that we put out to Kern County folks yeah. is different than the messages that we put out to the folks in Ventura County. What if I was running for state senate? And a frightening thought that is. But suppose I was doing that, and I approach and I said, can you give me some indication? Now, I'm a potentially elected official, or at least a candidate. 
can you tell me what my chances are with X category of voters in my district, say it's a Central Valley district? Can you, is that kind of information, is that why I would go to you if I was a candidate or is there something else? So, so what we can pick up is, um, so there's two things. You know, and you asked a good question in the beginning, is, is can, for example, someone align my, my purchase history to, 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 to other profile indicators? Yeah. And the answer is yes, absolutely. So, um, you, you know, we, what, what, what's done with this data is that, is that profiles are, are built. And it's not, it's not a unique profile to you as an individual, but to other people who do similar things. So we know that people who buy... For example, uh, electric razors are typically men between these ages who live in these uh, locations, and and uh, we, we can we can start to aggregate general data about them. Uh, they they're, they're interested in automotive, or they're interested in movies, or they're they, we start to understand their uh, an aggregate of their profile interests. So then, when you say to me, "Look, can you hit uh, middle-aged men in urban centers who like fast cars?" Uh, with with my message, I, I can say sure, but then the other part of that is, as, as Carl alluded to, we can not only put the message out there, but we can get the response back from the message. So a candidate can have what he thinks is a really strong message for 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 example Kern County. We can play it there, and we can get a response back immediately. We can say, well, you know, that's actually not working so well. Let's let's tweak it a little bit. Now, how do you, but how do you get the response back immediately? I mean. Um, well, well, there are metrics that we look at. If we're putting okay. an ad out, you know, how many people uh, are clicking on a particular... Uh, for example, how many people are clicking on it, yeah. or, or if we're driving them to a landing page that's got some more content on it, how long are they spending on that page? Are, are they reading it through, or are they saying, no, this isn't for me, I made a mistake, I go away? Yeah. So, so, so we start to learn those things, and we can, we, we can make those changes constantly, and we can do it on Facebook, or you can do it in, uh, on Google, for example, in the general internet, and, and you're... You can constantly be tweaking these messages, and then that gives you a clearer and clearer and clearer picture of, of for example, these middle-aged men who have shavers and drive fast cars who live in the, in the uh, urban centers. Um, and that's significant enough to affect the vote that, say, if I'm the candidate, that's basically what I'm after, trying to get people to vote for me. So that's, is that the ultimate well, goal? So, so, so what you can use this tool for is, is giving the right message to the right people at the right time, rather than, you know... in. I keep talking about the old days, but in the old days we we broadcast information. You know, you you'd buy a spot on a on a on a TV channel and you'd hope to hit forty percent of the viewing audience. Yeah. You, you can't do that anymore. There, there's no single show that gets forty percent of the viewing audience anymore. They don't get four percent of the viewing audience. So so what you've got to do is is reach down through these channels now and and understand that there's many many fragmented uh, different groups out there. And you can play to each one of them with the message that appeals to them the most. So you no longer have to be broadcasting a single message. And that's why polling, to me, doesn't make a lot of sense anymore, because um, a single message is never... You're not going to make all of the people happy all the time. But with, with digital, you can reach down and reach more people about the things that make them, them happy. So you can be one man, one voice, but having a thousand different messages at the same time. Yeah. In politics now, we spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to target a very narrow slice of the electorate and appeal to that slice because we think they're persuadable. Well, we've done that through direct mail at a buck seventy-five a piece, and God knows what the postage is. Yeah, we can do it much faster and much cheaper online today. So we can achieve the same sort of goals that consultants want to achieve, but we can certainly beat them on price and speed. And most people are online now. Just seems like they're 
you know, anybody under the age of 30 is online 24-7. They, yeah. they go to bed with their smartphone. I know uh, with television, it just it's related to this, with television, with cable, um, they were able to target very specifically, too. They get down to, I don't think get to the individual house. I think they actually can, the individual subscriber, but they can certainly get into the, into the square block. So you can buy ads if you know the demographics and you know the, you know the profile, you can get your ad you know, that close, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. It's not that expensive. That's, that's poor targeting. Compared to it digital, that, that's really poor targeting. So, so kind, of, kind, of what, kind of what we're talking about here is um, we're, kind of, we're kind of hitting audience segmentation, right? So let's, let's say you've got, uh, let's, let's say you're Pepsi and you've got one advertisement and you know that you want to play this. You're, you've got a demographic profile and you say, okay, well, I want to play, uh, I, I want to hit the MTV crowd, I want to hit the sports crowd, I want to hit, um, uh, you know, some folks on movie channels. So you pick the different channels to show the same app. Uh, okay. Well, what we do today is we know that um, we have many different, different demographics, and maybe we don't show them all the same message, but uh, let's, say, let's say we want to target, um, you know, uh, um, 20 to 30-year-old uh, uh, conservative voters. So we say, okay, well, what matters to a 20 and 30 year old conservative voter? Well, there's the educational message. Maybe there's the jobs message. Maybe there's um, a tax message. Maybe there's an environmental piece. Um, not one message will get the entire group of 20 to 30 year old conservative voters to vote. But if we speak to each segment, maybe uh-huh. this one okay. cares about education. And we put our position, wrap it up in a nice educational message and bow, and we speak to them, that motivates that segment. If then we talk to the, um, uh, you know, to another segment, not about education, but about maybe the availability of jobs for college students after they graduate, maybe that's what gets that segment motivated. So we wrap our messaging up in a nice, pretty jobs availability message, and we shoot it to that segment. Well, I'll tell you, I'll never look at the internet the same way again after you three. So uh, um, thank you very much, Todd Wilkinson, Kyle Cassano, Joe Kamisha. Thank you very much for talking with us today. And we'll see you next time around. This is John Howard with Capital Weekly. And Tim Foster is still at the controls, and he's still awake. So thanks a lot. Thanks, John. Take care. Thank you. Bye.